Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 48 of Walk On Radio. Hump, it's game week. We're uh, we're right there. How are you feeling? Dalton, it is game week. Uh, I'd be lying if I said that it felt like it's been a long time because it hasn't. Uh, but I'm excited, Dalton. I'm excited that college football got kicked off this last weekend. I'm excited that Bearcat football gets kicked off this Thursday. And uh, it's going to be a fun year, Dalton. So uh, we're back on our normal schedule of how, of how we do an episode. So, of course, we're going to start off with Sam Houston. We have our little game preview against Northern Arizona. We're going to Arizona. Going to be in a dome. they got a brand new turf, new uniforms, kind of new everything. They're, they're rebuilding. And uh, we've heard it. We've said it on this episode. We've got a target on our back. So, Hump, talk to me about this game, how you're feeling, and uh, just your overall you know, preview for this game. Well, Dalton, uh, you know, I think that I think that everyone knows what what this season entails. Uh, coming off of a big national championship win, uh, like you said, target on our back. Uh, you know, we're we're probably going to be the favorites in in every game we play uh, this regular season. But you know, on the flip side of that, our name's going to be circled in red, uh, and that and that means you know, we're teams homecomings, we're teams uh, blackout uniforms, we're teams. You know, just just whatever whatever uh, promotion they can do that day to bring some excitement to uh, to when the Bearcats come to town, they're going to do it. And I think the NAU will be the same. Uh, it's the first game that they've had with fans in two years uh, due to COVID, and so I think I think that the dome will be rocking. Uh, Bearcats, uh, I was reading, don't have that good of a history inside a dome. Uh, they've won eight games. All at NRG versus SFA. Any other game they played in the dome resulted in a loss. How do you feel about that, Dalton? Man, it's a it's not a cool stat to see. Of course, uh, you know beating, it's interesting though. Yeah, beating SFA is kind of a normal thing for us. But uh, that that offer, it, it'll be nice to add another number. You know, put a one there in the W section. Uh, Hump, talk to me about the elevation. That's been kind of <sighs> yep. a big thing that we've been discussing as a team. Coach Parker's been doing a really good job with that. But uh, this is the second. Highest elevation stadium. Uh, I don't know if in the nation or just Divi- FCS. Division one in the country. So, uh, so talk to me about that. How this been? What have we been doing to adjust? Well, uh, Coach Keeler has been really, really honest about it, um, and and it's kind of one of those things that I, I think that you just brush off uh, until you actually experience it. I know when I know when we played at New Mexico uh, two years ago that it was definitely a problem. Uh, you know, we had oxygen tanks. On the sidelines, you know, it was it was so dry. I remember, uh, but I think that this will be a little bit different experience just due to the fact that we are inside. So you're not going to have the heat factor. But seven thousand feet is seven thousand feet. I mean, that's uh, I mean, you're basically in an airplane at that point. Uh, but you know, I, I I think we've done a really good job. Parker and Susanna, our strength and conditioning and nutritionist coach, uh, really have been working with us all summer to get prepared for that. We've been doing. Various breathing techniques and and breathing exercises to kind of combat the elevation. And, and, you know, it helps that we're deep, Dalton. I mean, we we are the defending national champions, so we do have some depth. Uh, I think that's one of our our, our many good qualities. And so, you know, could we see a little more rotation uh, at some spots? I think sure. I I mean, obviously it depends how the game's going, but uh, hopefully the, the Bearcats are ahead. Hopefully the Bearcats are playing well. And we can kind of mix a lot of guys in to uh, kind of get some fresh, uh, fresh lungs. Man, you're talking about having to adjust to the heat. I don't know if you've seen, but it looks like the forecast 
It might be around 50 degrees That's down in Arizona, so we incredible. might have to be... If it was an outside game, we might be adjusting to the cold. <laughs> right. Something that, you know, we would be all for. It's been really hot up in here right. in Huntsville. But uh, overall, going to be a really fun game. Thursday, 8 p.m. for us, 6 p.m. for Arizona. It's going to be really fun. Kind of messed up our school schedule, but you know what? you got to adjust. you got to be good at that. And exciting. It's our first game back. And uh, like you said, we got a target on our back. We got a lot of things we want to we want to show the world, and uh, a lot of people put an asterisk by our name in the spring season. So we got a chance to prove ourselves. Uh, moving on to the next topic, and Hump, this is this is crazy. So IMG Academy, one of the best high school football teams, you know, ever. They they're they're a team that brings in players. They're kind of a private school. It looks like a small college. They had their first game on TV, and uh, something something wild happened. So Hump, why don't you explain what's going on and. Man, what what is happening? Well, well, first of all, Dalton, uh, I don't I don't really know what's going on because everything I, every day I'm reading something. There's a new there's a new finding uh, of what this situation is, and and you're gonna have to you're gonna have to help me with the name of the other school, but Bishop Sycamore. Bishop Sic- Sycamore. Okay, so IMG played Bishop Sycamore this week, and they killed him. It was a terrible game, blew him out. But that's not the story here. The story is that Bishop Sycamore doesn't even exist. Mm-hmm. Not even a real school, Dalton. Uh, the, the, the rumor is is that Bishop Sycamore, or whatever you want to call it, this fake you know, school or private school or college or professional team, they banded together and they decided to play IMG so that they'd have an opportunity to play on ESPN. And, and a, couple of, a couple of things to read here. There's allegedly never been a Bishop Sycamore, just like I said. They've played two games in the last three days, okay? Their head coach has a current and active arrest warrant out <laughs> for him. And most of the players are junior college dropouts who are nowhere near high school age. And I don't know if you've also seen the rest of their schedule, but they're playing all the top high schools. They're playing Duncanville. And this isn't happening. I don't know if this is still going to happen, but oh, the current schedule is no all way. the top high schools in America. They're yeah. going to travel travel the country. They're playing one of Texas' finest, Duncanville, here in a couple weeks. Isn't surely, that crazy? Surely they, surely they don't. Allegedly, I didn't watch the game, but apparently the, the play-by-play commentators, they were saying halfway through, like, this is dangerous, you know, something doesn't seem right. So everyone's starting to catch on, but... Like you said, every second, every minute I look at it, there's more information coming out. This, this is this is first time I've ever seen this happen. A weird, weird story. It's a very on par with what IMG is. Is IMG a high school? I mean, I've, I'd say no. I've seen their facilities, and uh, that is a that, that is a small college. To to me, IMG is a. It's not a college, but it's definitely not a high school. It's more of a, hey, come here uh, so you don't have to go to high school and we'll we'll get you ready for big-time college football. Yeah, yeah, it definitely – and, you know, when you bring in all the star a- athletes and, the, you know, some of them probably say, I want to go there to improve my education. We all know why you're there. You're there to get, have a better chance of football. And you know what? Good for you. I would rather stay home and play with my high school, the people I grew up with. But if it's better for you and your future, of course, do it. You know what I'm happy about? I'm happy that IMG won that game because let's say IMG plays Bishop Sycamore and Bishop Sycamore beats him by 60. Now we're thinking, you know, IMG just lost to, and once all this information comes out, IMG just lost to a team that's not even real. That would have been embarrassing, especially for a program like IMG. But uh, we'll keep up with this if we find out any more information. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a weird story, funny story, but of course we got to cover it because it's football. Another thing I want to bring up is, uh, is a player we've talked about before and uh He's a journeyman in, in college football, and that's Tate Martell. Huh. 
Uh, they, uh, I saw a video and I was looking at it and uh, he went to UNLV, the University of Las Vegas, and they put out their, their depth chart. And he wasn't he wasn't a one or a two, so it seems like Tate Martell is still. How many schools has he been to? Let's see. He started off Ohio State, right? Right. Goes to Miami. Okay, started off at Ohio State, but was a diehard commit Texas A and M. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So A and M, Ohio State, Miami. <laughs> Moves a receiver in Miami. Yes. Then UNLV. Okay. Hasn't started for any of them. Okay. And wasn't wasn't him going to A and M? Didn't he have beef? With one of the quarterbacks there, uh, 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 Starkle. Yeah. yeah, Starkle. So Starkle's at uh, San Jose State right now, and San Jose State UNLV play. So maybe Tay Martell can get that job, and that could be a, a fun little thing. But let me ask you this, Hump: for for a quarterback that's been to multiple schools, still can't start. Is a uh, is the story of Tate Martell over? I, I think that I, I honestly the story never begun as far as a playing aspect goes, but. He's more of his, you know, off-field social media antics, uh, kind of what brought him fame. And he was a good high school football player, but he played at one of those crazy, you know, is it a high school, is it a college school? He played at Bishop Gorman in Las, Las Vegas, which is is similar to an IMG. Uh, so, you know, I mean, I would say that it's probably, probably a safe bet that he's not going to play. Yeah, it is quite a shame because of how good of a high school career he had. I think he never lost a game, just like Kyler Murray. Won two or three state championships. He was a guy, and uh, it, it's a shame to see that happen, but maybe something will happen throughout the season. He'll get a shot, but uh, you never know. Next up, before we get into the game, before we get into the pick-ems, because uh, we got a cool little pick-em thing going, we have a little special guest, so we're going to get him on the line right now. Special guest this episode is none other than the voice of Sam Houston State football, Rob Hip. We've showed his audio before. You've heard it. Everyone knows about it in Huntsville. Rob, how are you doing today? Hey, Dalton, Ryan, uh, doing wonderful, man. Thank you guys so much for having me on. It's uh, been a fun journey over the past year or two, man. So the first question I want to ask you, and of course it's a, it's an obvious one, you, you were there for the National Championship. You got the call of the game. What were your what were your and we've asked this to other fans and other people at the game, but you're a guy that has to call the game, so you're there. You are the voice of Sam Houston. So, what was your reaction to the whole game? How'd you feel, and just your overall feelings of the national championship? And I think first and foremost, just excitement and the excitement for you guys. And I'm not just saying that because I broadcast for you. It's truly just the excitement for for you guys and for all the Bearcat teammates and and all the Bearcat fans because this was something that had been in the pipeline. For so long, so many changes, so many things had been done in the past to get to that point. And, you know, for me as a broadcaster, of course, we have joy and we're excited and we're happy. But at the end of the day, it's about our audience and and our audience is making sure that we cover you guys and that we talk about the players and we talk about their backstories. So to me, that's the most exciting thing. I was excited to see just the joy coming uh, there from the field, man, from the staff, from all the players. That was what was the most entertaining thing for me. Yeah, we always go back and we listen to your call when Ife Adeyi caught the last touchdown, and it, it's so exciting. Even going back a couple games when uh, we Isaiah Downs had his interception in the Orange Storm. There's just so many <laughs> different moments that were so exciting for us. Uh, not even including the national championship, just this whole season. How was the experience with COVID? I know there may have been some different things. It may have been tough, but uh, for you, what was this COVID season like? Not having fans in the stadium, uh, not having a band or anything like that. 
Yeah, the, you know, the band, I'm, I'm so glad you brought up the band, man, because as you guys know, the band brings so much energy. They put in a lot of work. There's a lot of effort that they do. There's so many components behind the scenes of a game, you know, outside of you guys playing on the field, outside the coaches. There's so much that goes on with the band and other support systems. You know, for me, I, I think the, the fans not being there can be tough because you don't have that championship cheer behind you. You don't have your crowd behind you. Uh, for me, you know, one of the toughest things, to be honest, was not being able to travel with the players. I, I get to know guys. That's how I've got to know some of you guys over the, the past couple of years. Not being able to travel was, for me as a broadcaster was one of the toughest things. And not being there on the bus with, with players, not being at the team dinners, not being there on the practice field. That's all changed this year. You know, we'll get to travel with the team coming up. And then, of course, I've been on the practice field. I usually go out every Wednesday morning. Uh, that was the hardest thing for me as a broadcaster because I like to interact. I like to learn the stories, and it's really hard to do that whenever you're not involved and, and intertwined with, with what's going on. Well, it's funny you say that, uh, Rob, and, and you know, the first time that I think you and I ever got to know each other was actually sitting uh, at breakfast uh, on a road game. Uh, and, and, you know, you talk about things that are different, you know, you're not getting to be around the team as much. Uh, you know, us as players, we love that. We, we love – you know, people in the community, people in media, we, we love you guys being around. And so, you know, I'm glad that you and I were able to kind of kind of build that relationship. Uh, and I'm glad that things are getting back to normal. You know, you said that you were riding on the bus with us to the airport and flying out with us on Wednesday and, and stuff like that is, you know, it's it's assuring and, and it's it's a step in the right direction that things are getting back to normal. Yeah, so. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, talking about, you know, we keep kind of going about the past, but uh, like Coach Kilo likes to say, enough of the national championship. We're in a new season, and I know you've been out the practice field. You've been watching us. I, I've seen you out there. Uh, tell us how, you know, kind of hype us up a little bit, but uh, what have you seen with this new Bearcats uh, team? The defense and offense are kind of saying we've added some new, some new elements, but being a guy out there watching us, what does it look like? I think just for me on the outside, watching you guys during the practices is just that motivation. I think you guys are really hungry to go out and get another championship. I mean, of course you are, naturally, of course. But I can see that, the desire, because you know the hard work and all the dedication that it took to get there. And if I'm not mistaken, you know, you've got a bigger scouting team this year as well. So that's going to help with conditioning and and you've got more guys on the field. So I just think seeing that hunger in your eyes, I, I hear the way that, the coaches talk. I hear the way that the your teammates are getting along with each other. Uh, one thing that's really inspired me, and I talk a lot about this, and in fact, I talked to Coach about it uh, during one of our interviews recently, was just the culture that's at Sam. It is something that is really unique. You know, you guys had an opportunity. Probably many players could have went somewhere else if they would have chosen, if, if someone would have called. And that culture has kept you rooted at Sam Houston. And I think that that speaks a lot about your coaches, and most importantly about your teammates. You guys all get along, you work together, and that family culture builds relationships, which in turn generates championships. That's what I've seen this year, and it's something that I'm really excited about going forward, man. You know, Rob, that that's whenever anybody asks me if I'm ever, you know, doing an interview or just someone's, you know, talking to me about the national championship, they ask me, you know, how how did you guys do it? What what led you guys to that? And and the answer I would give them is is exactly what you're talking about, and that's that's our culture, that's our locker room, you know, just camaraderie. And and three years ago, when when Dalton and I got here, you know, we had all we had all the talent in the world. We we were you know top to bottom. We were one of the most athletic, 
well-rounded teams in the country. But what we didn't have was we just didn't have a great locker room. And, and now, you know, you talk about the leaders of the team, the McCollums, the Joe Wallace's, the Eric Schmids, you know, guys like that. And, and there's just so many pieces that that go into football outside of the football itself that that I would say that is what led us to a national championship. Brian, maybe it was the fact y'all didn't have a locker room last year. <laughs> so you had to come up with alternatives, man. Right. And, you know, Coach Keeler was telling me that different coaches, you know, the wide receivers coaches were talking with different groups of players, not just the wide receivers. And it's just so neat to hear those kind of things because that's what builds community and builds that culture. Yeah, we definitely had a chip on our shoulder with everything between the locker room, COVID. We even had a blizzard in Texas, which who would have thought that would have happened? Uh, it was all crazy, and uh, we definitely want to have that mojo back, and I think we do. Uh, we talked about in the beginning of the episode before we got you on the line about Northern Arizona. Hump gave his little preview, so I'm asking you, you know, how are you excited for this game? What do you expect to see in uh, Northern Arizona? And what's your prediction? Of course, we know. Of course, me and Hump are going to pick the San Diego State Bearcats, but uh, give us your preview about this game. Well, you know, you guys uh, back in the day, it's uh, what I think two, uh, one and two now, or one and three. So the first meeting was back in '01. Man, you got were you? How old were y'all in 2001? You guys even born yet? I was two. I was one. Oh my goodness, you're making me feel old, man. <laughs> I graduated in '02. Now I'm that guy that feels old. There you go. Uh, but you know that that first <laughs> that first game in Huntsville. That was a victory back then, 34 to 31. And then, of course, two losses, one of them at Flagstaff, the last one all the way back in 03 at Bowers, which is always a tough place for visiting teams to, uh, to win. So, you know, man, I, I think it's going to be an exciting, uh, exciting game. Uh, I'm looking forward to the season opening up on a Thursday night. Of course, our time back in Huntsville is going to be 8 o'clock, going to be 6 o'clock there. Uh, so for me, you know, I don't really make predictions, but I feel pretty good about where you guys are at, the, the altitude. Uh, it's not going to be blistering hot like it is in Phoenix. Flagstaff is up high. And uh, the only thing that I'm concerned about, guys, and I'm going to say it, I'm just going to let the cat out of the bag, is uh, Sam Houston has not fared well in domes. In fact, uh, have lost all dome games except, of course, at NRG. So I'm looking forward to Sam Houston turning that around and starting a new winning trend inside of domes. And we're going to start that at the Sky Dome. We actually, uh, before before we got you on the episode, you know, me and Dalton talked about that our uh, our dome success is uh, not very good against teams not named SFA. That's right. So, uh, well, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen Thursday. I'm, I'm believing it. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, we were talking about too how NAU they uh, they got new turf. They kind of added some upgrades to their dome, so they're building up for a good season, just like we are with our new field house and our little upgrades. Um, go, moving forward in the rest of the season, a lot of things are going to happen. We never know. What are you most looking forward to in this season? I think for me as a broadcaster, just the opportunity for you guys as athletes to be in a new conference now in the Western Athletic Conference. I'm excited that the rivalry continues with Stephen F. Austin. I'm really happy that the Battle of the Piney Woods is, is coming back this year after COVID last year, not able to, not able to have that. That it's just a unique, fun college experience, and in my opinion, one of the best matchups in the FCS as far as rivalries go. So I'm looking forward to that weekend and Saturday, the first weekend, uh, with the Battle of the Piney Woods. You know, I, I know that Lamar's had their troubles over the years, but I really like the friends at Lamar. I love playing Lamar. I'm looking forward to that. And then, you know, how about Tarleton, man? A little new team coming on, and 
and those guys are looking for some success in their program. We'll be up in Stephenville, which, of course, at the high school level many years ago had a lot of success uh, under a coach there. And uh, I just love that community and love what Tarleton does. So I think it's going to be exciting, man. And, and still having some of those Southland friends still part of it. I, I think that just really carries a long way. But then you face tough opponents like Dixie State. And then, of course, Jack, well, not Dixie State, they're – you know, I don't want to discredit any team because on any given day, a team can do really well. But uh, Jacksonville State, who is coming in at rank number 10, it's going to be the homecoming game back at Bowers. That's going to be a very exciting game. And I'm looking forward to all the new opportunities to meet, you know, new friends, as I'm sure you guys are as well. Yeah, you mentioned the Battle of Piney Woods, and we've talked about that in multiple episodes. How exciting it's going to be with NRG being packed. You know, with a year off, a lot of people are going to want to come. And with the success that SFA has had in recruiting with, with Coach Carthel, it's going to be it's going to be a really fun game. Uh, a couple more questions before we let you go. And this one's kind of a personal question to you. What has been your most your your favorite moment broadcasting for Sam Houston State? And also Who's been the most exciting player to call for? You've had, you know, Jaquez or you've had the Ife call, but is there a player that when he comes, steps on the field, you know you're about to have a fun time making a call? Well, uh, you know, I always enjoy Ryan out there. Ryan, i got to give you a shout-out, man. Uh, I, I enjoy seeing, seeing you out there, Ryan. I enjoy seeing Matt McRobert. I've gotten to know Matt a little bit. Uh, but you mentioned some big names. Of course, Eric Schmidt. It's hard for me, guys, because I don't want to single out one individual player it takes a whole team, and you guys and your one and your two deep have just been so strong. But I really enjoy watching Eric. His leadership has really matured over the past couple of seasons. I like what I'm seeing out of him. And Ramon Jefferson in the backfield, he has been phenomenal to watch. You just never know what Ramon is going to do, how he's going to bounce around and, and find a gap to run through. And then you said the name, of course, Jaquez Ezard. Uh, we didn't know much about this guy coming in other than what we had on his preseason notes. But what we saw from him last year, Simply Dynamite, and I've really enjoyed watching just the growth and development from Ife Adey. He is such a fun guy to watch. He's great off the field like most of you guys are. Uh, I really can't single out one player, man. You know, there's so much of it. And then you go on the defensive side with the McCollum brothers and so many others. Uh, you know, all of you guys are fun to watch. I'm just going to put it that way. Yeah, there's a lot of big-name players. Even even a holder like Ryan Humphrey can make plays out there. We we love watching his plays on special teams. He does a great job. My final question for you, and uh, you, you follow FCS. You've been covering us. I want you to give an early, early national championship prediction. Who do you think is going to be in the game? Is it going to be Sam Houston, North Dakota State, James Madison, of course, South Dakota State coming back? What's your What's your super early national championship prediction? Man, it's tough uh, this early in the season. Of course, I'm going to pin you guys right back in there. You're you're number one going into this into this week, and uh, I've got to stand behind you guys and and all the work that went in last year. And then we'll see, man. We'll see. It would be really cool to see a, a Sam Houston North Dakota matchup. I don't know if that's going to happen, but that's what I would like to see. But who knows? You got to go through a lot of different things to get to that point. Well, uh, that's uh, you know I'm looking at Dalton and he's laughing at me. That's actually my pick too. I that's my that's my dream matchup for this season. Rob, we really appreciate it uh, you being on the episode today. The last thing that I want to leave you with is uh, I, I'm sure you remember, but the week in the national championship, I think you had a, a little show at Twin Peaks, and uh, I just wanted to say thank you because I'm pretty sure you made my dad's entire life uh, having him. On the show with you, uh, I saw the video. That was pretty cool, pretty cool for me. Uh, and I appreciate 
all the nice things that you had to say about the Sam Houston Bearcats and myself. You know, I didn't I didn't really realize at the time uh, my fumble recovery was I. Funny story, I actually thought that we were already ahead uh, at that point, and, and me and my dad got in an argument after the game that that was actually the the final turnover that would put the, uh, you know, give us the ball to take the lead. Uh, and you, you said that it would be one of the biggest turnovers in Sam Houston history. And so hearing my name attached to that coming from you is is a pretty special moment. I just I just wanted to say thank you. Hey, brother, you bet, man. It's, it's all about all of you guys and, and what you've done and that's what I want to do as a broadcaster is highlight the good things and not just what you're doing off the field, but off the field, or not just what you're doing on the field, but off the field. And I've talked about so many of your teammates, Ryan and Dalton, you guys do incredible work on the field, but it's just your attitude and how you carry yourselves off the field. that's really going to take you guys to the next level. You can win national championships all day and that's impressive and that's exciting, but I'm most impressed of how you guys carry yourself outside of the game of football. It means a lot to me. And I know that it means a lot to the folks around you. And Ryan, when you said earlier that your dad was, you know, he was he was really excited. I made his day. And then you mentioned that Twin Peaks. I thought maybe that was why, but it was because <laughs> he was on the show. So uh, there you go, man. Well, we appreciate you having or having you on the show, Rob Hib. Where can people follow you on Twitter or Instagram? Uh, what do you got going on? Hey, man. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm one of the media guys that you know I don't I don't really care. I don't really I don't want to say this the wrong way, but I'm not out there trying to get people to follow me and like me. Um, I just like to do my job, and I like to highlight you guys. But uh, if you want to look me up, it's su- super simple, man. Rob Hip. It's like the bone on your side, but an extra P. R O B H I double P. We can make a song about that, Ryan. That was pretty good. R O B H I double P. That was pretty good. Well, thank you, Rob. Of course, we're, we want to get you on the show again. Maybe we can get a, a bigger episode in. Maybe down this line of the season, halfway through. We love talking to you, and we can't wait to hear you call our games again. It's something that uh, makes my day, makes my parents' day, and uh, we really appreciate appreciate you having you on. Dalton, thank you, Ryan. I appreciate you, and, and both of you guys, and the rest of y'all. Just keep up the great work. We're so proud of you on the line for a little bit he he does such a great job we were just talking about it the calls he makes on the radio really bring the game to life for something that you're not going to see him on tv but you can hear him on the radio and it's just crazy what he does he's really passionate about sam houston and uh he loves us and that's what that's what we like to see and uh, we're really excited to get to see him more because when he travels with us and makes some really good calls but enough of that we have some we have some scores to go over college football is back in uh, preseason just ended for the NFL, so we're kind of getting rolling with that, and we'll touch on the NFL. But we have some college scores, and the first up is Nebraska. Oh boy, Nebraska—they uh, they lose to Illinois, thirty to twenty-two. Is uh, is Scott Frost gone? Is is the hot seat getting hotter? The hot seat is on fire, Dalton. Uh, you know, Coach Archer and I, uh, big Walk On Radio fan, always love to give him a shout out. But we talked about earlier this week. We didn't know if Scott Frost could ever be fired uh, from Nebraska, but boy, it's looking like it might be heading that direction. Uh, you know, this last weekend, a very, very bad loss to the Fighting Illini of Illinois. Uh, and so, yeah, to answer your question, the seed is on fire. It's, it's such a shame, too, for how storied of a program Nebraska is and uh, how much of an important figure Scott Frost is to Nebraska. But man, Wins and loss matters, and uh, Illinois is getting this win. Good for them, of course, but Nebraska, if they want to get back on top, they got to do something, and, and this is just not a good start. The next score is UCLA versus Hawaii. UCLA Oof. gets to win 44-10. to Now, of course, it, it's Hawaii, but 
you know, we talked about UCLA being the Pac-12. They, they look really good out there. Well, we said that they should be a lot better than they are. Um, and I'm glad, I'm glad to see them play like this. But like you said, it was against Hawaii. Hawaii made a lot of mistakes. I watched, you know, probably 75% of that game. And uh, it was not pretty for the, uh, for the Hawaii Warriors, formerly known as the Rainbow Warriors, if you didn't know. But UCLA has got a much bigger test this week. I believe that LSU is coming to town. Uh oh. Yeah, that's that could be that could be very telling. Now we, uh, our our friend, our tight end buddy, our, our guest all the time, Isaac Schley. He asked me a good question. I kind of want to reiterate this to you. you know, with Hawaii, the, they're not a very good program, right? And the cost to have a Hawaiian football team is a lot for the for the state of Hawaii and for the islands. So he simply asked, should Hawaii have a football team anymore? Do they recruit well? Yes, they they recruit a lot of people from the islands, but overall they're losing more money than they're gaining. Is it worth it at this point? That's I mean that's really a good question. I, I would the first you know the first thing I would look at is what you know what's their fan base? What's the uh, what's the TV ratings in Hawaii? What's the you know how many tickets are they selling? What's the what's the what's the overall perception from the average fan in Hawaii? Do people care about it? Because if people care about it. And the whole state is is you know supporting them. Heck yeah, they should have football. I think that's great. Uh, and, and to give a Division One opportunity to the to the people that live in Hawaii, I, I think is important. But you know, it is a business. Uh, it is very expensive to have a Division One college football program. Uh, and so, you know, if you look at it from that point. I don't know. Is it is it is it good to have a Hawaii, you know, Division One football program? Yeah, you look at the attendance records and it doesn't do well. But like you said, it's hard to move to Hawaii, especially going if you're going from Hawaii to a different state, different state to Hawaii. It's expensive. It's hard to do. So you'd like to have a local school for for your people to go there. It's tough. Uh, Hawaii, they haven't really been successful these last couple of years. Who knows if they'll keep their program program or not? But I do know is that UCLA looks good. And uh, they might compete with my Trojans in, in a little battle of Los Angeles for the Pac-12 championship. Who knows? We still got a long season to go. Next up, we have Southern Utah versus San Jose State. Southern Utah, a, a future opponent of Sam Houston. Yes, yes. But uh, San Jose State does not matter. They get the win 45-14. to They pick up where they left off. They were the champions last year. San Jose State looks pretty good. Uh, Starkle at quarterback. How, how do we think about them? Well, uh, I feel like he's 30. Uh, I feel like he's been a college football player for a long time, and that's because he has. But, yeah, you know, San Jose, uh, great uniforms, might I add. But they kind of came on the scene last year and, uh, you know, won their conference. Uh, I believe they won a bowl game. Did they They win a bowl game? I'm not sure. I, I remember we picked Boise State versus San Jose State because that was the big championship matchup. And I, I think San Jose State won. Though. They did. They, yeah. won, they won the championship. I don't know about their bowl. Okay. Well, anyways, good good last fall and i think going into this fall you know it's kind of be going to be more of the same so with the southern utah versus san jose state uh an fcs versus fbs another loss for fcs and of course i bring up isaac again because we kind of talk about this stuff there's a rumor that in the future they're going to stop doing fbs versus fcs games whether it's because the realignment going on because of the the growth of the fcs some things some budget things are happening they might not do fbs versus fcs at all and I thought that was bad. Isaac agreed it was bad. Hump, what do you think? This is a this is a big thing for some schools that, that need the money for it. But also, you're just getting thrashed and you're hurting players. What do you think about this F- FBS versus FCS games? I think in some ways it's good, but also some ways it's bad. I think it's good because 
there's really no reason for Alabama to play the random uh, month of November FCS game. Um, I, I don't I don't see any reason in that. But I also, you know, I know that financially it does a lot for these FCS programs. I know that uh, San Jose State probably played played Southern Utah quite a bit of money to play this game, and, and who knows, maybe that's funding. Uh, basketball travel for for the Southern Utah Athletic Department. Uh, And so there's more ins and outs to it than just the football game itself. Obviously, it's a very big financial uh, commitment. I think that I've heard that Texas A&M is paying Sam Houston half a million dollars next year. And so, you know, to think that that money doesn't go a long way is foolish. Uh, But I definitely see the appeal in not playing FBS versus FCS anymore. Yeah, and it's a cool experience for the FCS players. Look, like, We'll be honest. We don't get those experiences. We 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 got in the national championship, but it was still only half full. We'll never get to play in a field like how field like we will next year. So it's a great experience for FCS players. No matter what the score is, you're you're facing a great competition, and your school is getting paid for it. Something that that could be very important. There's some schools that, are, especially in the Southland, we saw. A lot of schools they need they needed that money. That's why they played in the fall. They had to get that money for the the growth of their football program, of their school, of their athletic department. So it's important. It's something that you need. And uh, you know the score might be forty five to fourteen. But, but how uh, but how cool is it when an FCS team does knock on exactly an FCS? Team? It's such and a it cool moment. It happens. And I think I think this year, heck, I'll come out and say it right now. I think South Dakota State is going to beat Colorado State this weekend. Uh-oh. I'm calling. I'm putting in the call. South Dakota State named their starting quarterback, and uh, he looks pretty good. Uh, yeah, Kelly Oladukin, I yeah. think is how you pronounce it. I don't know. They got a two-headed monster in Uh-oh. that backfield. Right, right. Hot take. Yeah, give me give me the uh, give me the Jackrabbits over the uh, Colorado State Rams this week. Well, hold on. We haven't done pick them yet. That's, it. That's gotta... not a part of our pick them. I'm just putting in my fear the FCS call. Well, you know you know how it goes. Huh? You, just, you just gave the bad luck. You know, new season, new home. It's a new year, Dalton. And you know what? I'm going to give another guarantee. Okay. Uh, and this is coming. If, if you didn't see on our Twitter, uh, Walk on Radio has totally shifted what we're doing for our Pick'em World. We want you guys to be a part of Pick'em this year. We want you guys to come and dethrone. Not dethrone me. I've never been on the throne for Pick'em. But come <laughs> and, de- and dethrone my fellow, my fellow companion, Dalton Meyer. Mm. Because this is the year. And I, this, is the, this was the call part that I'm talking about. I'm putting in the call that I will win the Pick'em Challenge this wow. year. Overall, Pick'em Champ, I'm calling it. We're having 10 games a week, all being worth one point, except the game of the week, which will be worth two. And I'm calling it right now. Ryan Humphreys will win this challenge. You know, these are our fans, and I appreciate them. I love them. But I'm here to win. Just like you are going to win the fantasy. I'm going to win fantasy and Pick'em I'm this winning year. Pick'em. I'm going to win fantasy and Pick'em Like, this I'm year. Thanos... But the Avengers never happened. We're taking <laughs> over. I, I can't wait to see y'all challenge me in, in the throne. I'm excited. I got hot takes going everywhere. But we're not done with our scores yet. We got two more games. Connecticut, Fresno State. Fresno State gets to win 45-0. to Connecticut, yikes. They, it's Connecticut. Come on now. Fresno State, they did a good job. They looked really good going into the season. It's still week one. You got to get through all the little bumps and bruises of getting back into the rhythm of things. Fresno State gets to win. And then the last score, UTEP, University, El Paso, they beat New Mexico State 30-3. to And, you know, New Mexico State, UTEP, it's week one. And a lot of people I'm say, happy that UTEP got a win, though. They, they're not a very winning program. And so for them to get a big win like that, that that's good to start yeah, the year. People kind of consider last week week zero. This was uh, – got a couple good games. But uh, this this next week, this is this is week one. These are the good games that, uh, that everybody wants to see. 
And before we get into the pick let's talk a little NFL. So, hump, preseason is over, and I know you watch the Cowboys. Tell me about the. Tell me about how you feel about the Cowboys. We we've done it each episode, but now it's over. You got all your games in. How do you feel? Well, I'll say this: uh, if we get down to our third stringers in the season, it is going to be a long year. Uh, the Cowboys go zero four in preseason. Like I've said, that means absolutely nothing to me. I could not care less uh, what what teams' records are in the preseason, unless you're the Baltimore Ravens and you've won twenty preseason games in a row. That's awesome. Uh, but yeah. You know, Dalton, I got to see some guys fly around. Unfortunately, we never got to see Dak. We never got to see Zeke. We saw Amari Cooper a little bit, CeeDee Lamb a little bit. Uh, Obviously, I'm very excited about Michael Parsons, the rookie. Uh, But, you know, I think we're going to be ready come come 10 days from now. 10 days from now, the opening game of the NFL season. 10 days from now, America's team versus the defending Super Bowl champs led by the GOAT. Tom Brady. Now, uh, early pick em. Early pick em. You guys will find out next week. How you doing? How you doing? Don't tell me about your uh, Green Bay snackers. Uh, just like the Cowboys, we went over. Did but you? Really? We did. It means nothing to It me, means nothing. Honestly. But we did get some really good things out of it, like Jordan Love. You know what? And I will be the first person <laughs> to say this. I was on the Jordan Love hate train. He's shown me a lot. He's made some tough throws. He looked really comfortable in the pocket. Jordan Love, I feel comfortable as a good quarterback, too, for now. And in, if Aaron Rodgers decides to leave, which he won't, he's going to be, I think he's going to be a good step in, maybe the future of the team. I'm excited. I'm excited for the Packers. We look good. You know, we didn't get a win in the preseason, but who really cares? We got to see some young guys fly around. I'm excited, man. Uh, who was a player in all of pre- just anywhere, any team, any preseason, rookie, second year, veteran, whatever? Who was a guy that really impressed you? You know who really impressed me, and uh, I think everyone saw it coming, was Justin Fields, quarterback, Ooh. Chicago Bears. I know Andy Dalton is the guy, but I Justin Fields is Andy really Dalton. making it. Uh, he's going to make it tough. Chicago this loves some Justin Fields, and he uh, he's kind of proven himself why he's been flying around. Dude, uh, my guy that I'm going to pick is, uh, and and you know I'm saying this as he tore up the Dallas Cowboys this last weekend, but boy. Did Trevor Lawrence look like a 10-year vet? Man, Man, that guy. I'm so sure about him and his NFL success. I'm telling you, he's special. I mean, he just – he has it. He has the it factor for a quarterback. And speaking of Trevor Lawrence, he was named quarterback one. Garner Minshew. Minshew? Minshew. 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 Going to the Eagles. (laughs) How do we feel about that? Weird. Weird. Jalen Hurts, are we worried? I want to say no, but I also want to say – you know, if there's trouble, do they change it? I don't know. They they let's. I think people get think people get lost in the fact that Jalen Hurts statistically wasn't amazing to end the year last year. He had some really exciting plays, ran around, threw some you know really impressive balls. But as far as efficiency and and statistically, eh, not great. So we'll see. I just how much confidence do they have in Jalen Hurts with all these reports that that. You know they're shopping Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. I just what does it say about him? What does it say about Tua Tagovailoa? You know that apparently the Dolphins are the front runners to trade for Deshaun Watson. I just to me that is a total lack of confidence. Yeah, I agree. That's just like when uh, they offered Aaron Rodgers a five hundred million dollar deal. What does it say about Jordan Love? Exactly. Yeah. It, it, it makes me a little worried, but I think uh, Minshew is a great player, great guy, and I'm really interested. Man, we talked about players. A team that surprised me. You're not gonna like this. This is a hot take. The Houston Texans. I'm not saying they're going to win, but they didn't look terrible. They, their, their running back group looks 
great. They have a really strong running back room of all potential starters. David Mills doesn't look terrible. And remember, he's not their starting quarterback. Tyrod Taylor is. Who's a experienced quarterback who's done it before? I actually really like Tyrod Taylor. I don't think I don't think the Texans are going to win it all, of course. But I don't think I think they win more than one or two. I was talking to my tight ends. Coach. What's your what's your what's your number? What's the magic number for wins? Me and me and Coach Merkin, shout out Coach Merk. He says I never shout him out, so of course I got to shout out the boy. We're thinking six. We're thinking oh, six wins. Oh my god! I okay, Coach Merkins, if you're listening to this, I would take I'll take. Whatever bet you want, a thousand push-ups, a million push-ups, whatever you want, I will take the under on uh, six wins for the Houston Texans. Really? Yes. I don't look. The Colts. The Colts are falling apart. The Colts are falling apart. The Jags are still. We don't know how they're going to do. The Titans. Titans are good. I they're going to they, lose two to the Colts. They're going to lose two to the Titans, and we'll we'll say that they split with the Jags. That's that's one in five off off the grip. <laughs> I think, and, and it's preseason, you never can really tell, but they didn't look, they surprised me. They definitely, I was expecting worse, and uh, I think that running back group is going to do enough. Tyrod Taylor is going to throw it around. It just got to see how the defense does. Coach Merrick, I'm riding with you. I think we're getting about six. And I'm not saying weak because I'm part of that group. Coach Merrick and the, tight, and the Texans, they're going to get about six. Uh, but let's let's go to the real stuff. It, it's pick em time. And uh, you said how many submissions have we had already? About twenty. Yeah, we've had twenty. We've had twenty pick'em submissions, Hopefully which is we, pretty cool. We're yeah. gonna keep up with it all year long. Uh, at the end of the year, we'll we'll probably have a prize, maybe a free hat, maybe a spot on a show. Who knows? Yeah. And last year we had a lot of, especially coaches. I know Coach Barnes, Coach Merck, Coach Archer. They told me that if they were part of the pick'em from the beginning, they would have smoked us. And they wanted to show us what they can do. Well, here's your chance. And a plus, we get everybody else that wants to hop in. I know we even saw Eric Smith do his name in there. Oh, starting quarterback. Maybe maybe he might beat us. You, you never know. I didn't even know he watched football, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Let's roll with the first pick of the season, of our season. And that's Jacksonville State versus UAB. Jacksonville State, a future opponent of Sam Houston in a few weeks. Versus the Blazers. They didn't even have a football program a few years ago. They're back. They're rolling. And uh, they had a good uh, season last year. Hump. Who are you taking? Fear the FCS? Uh, uh, not so fast. Uh, Give me the Blazers. Give me the Blazers, and here's why. I think Jacksonville State uh, is in a bit of a limbo right now. You know, they're preseason number 10 in the FCS, but I've also seen some bouts where they're, you know, 19, 20, 21. Uh, and I think that's because teams, or, or, or analysts, might I say, can't figure them out. You know, they have a good regular season. They get into the playoffs. They get nationally ranked. Boom! They lay an egg. You know, they can't. They can't win the big game. Uh, and that's kind of that's kind of what Sam Houston's kryptonite was. Obviously, we overcame that this year. Uh, but Jacksonville, they were given home field advantage to the semifinals uh, in the FCS playoffs, and they didn't even make it out of the second round. Mm. Uh, they had a very, very, very easy first round game versus Davidson. That was a cakewalk. And then they play Delaware in the next one, and they get blown out. Uh, you know, they got Zarek Cooper coming back, quarterback, uh, who, who's an NFL prospect. He had a broken leg in the spring, didn't play. Uh, and he's going to be good. And I think Jacksonville State is going to be a very good FCS program this year. They, you know, they can easily finish second in the WAC. I'm not going to, not going to say they're easily could finish first in the WAC because they got to be the national champions. Uh, and that's just, that's just reality, but they are good enough to do so. They've been in the national spotlight before, but this UAB team is up and coming. Uh, they've been, you know, they've been better the last couple years. And so I feel I feel good about the Blazers. And, and, and when you factor in that, you know, not many years ago, they actually had their program 
ended. They didn't have a football program. It was it was taken away. Uh, that's how the same Houston Bearcats got Jeremiah Briscoe. There's a, there's a little fun fact for you. But uh, give me the Blazers in this one. Wednesday night football action. No fear of the FCS in this one. Don, what do you got? Huh? I'm a not so fast or not so fast. Okay, okay. Because it's fear the FCS. Oh boy! I'm going. It's fitting. It's fitting that you and I are different here on the first pick of the season. It had to be. You know, being the king these last two years in pickups, I've decided. And of course, I went with the hot takes all the time. But I'm being even more risky this year. Jacksonville State FCS program gets to win over UAB. Now UAB is a great program, and they've done really well these past couple years. But you know me. You know me how I like my stories and how I like my momentum. And there's no better momentum than getting embarrassed in the playoffs when you were a top-seeded team. Something like that definitely puts fire under your belly. I mean, look at Sam Houston. We lost national championships. We couldn't make it out of the semifinals. They said we were too weak. We couldn't do it. So what did we do? We built our D lineup, and we won ourselves a national championship. I think Jacksonville State is ready, and they're angry. They want to have a, a better season than they did last year. They want to get farther in the playoffs. And, of course, they're going to have a target on our back. But you got to start with week one. So give me an upset against UAB. And I don't know if this is an upset because they, they're highly ranked and UAB, UAB isn't, but it still is FCS versus FBS. And I think Jacksonville State gets the dub here in a little, a little upset action. And uh, they're prepping for our game. It's going to be a massive game. A lot of people will be watching it. But, uh, yeah, get, fear the FCS. Okay, Look at me, uh, start, starting off with a little one, one difference apiece. Next up, we have Delaware at Maine. We saw what happened with Delaware in the playoffs. They're bouncing right back into a season just like we are. And then you have Maine, a team that we thought was high in the very beginning that kind of fell off towards the back half of the season. You have Delaware. Are they too beat up? We never know. Hump, who are you taking? I, I like Maine. Um, you know, they were very wishy-washy in the spring season. Um, I think you have to take Delaware here. You know, they made it to the semifinals, kind of had a banged-up quarterback for that, got blown out by a great South Dakota State team. But I think Nolan Henderson, uh, who is their starting quarterback, I think that I think that they're going to be good this year. You know, they're, they're preseason number five. Uh, you know, they're coming off of a – a CAA co-championship, and they got a lot to prove. Uh, you know, I say that. Um, obviously, they made it to the semifinals, but I think I think that they they have their eyes set on something bigger. I don't know if they've got the team to do it, but they do have the team to beat Maine this week. So give me give me the Blue Hens. Uh, I'm going Delaware as well. The main question is the same question that I feel like we've gotten a lot. And is that, are they going to be healthy just coming off of a season? Now, they didn't play as long as we did, but they were pretty close. They made it to as far as we did, plus one for us. So I think Delaware might be beat up. There might be some injury things. You never know how that's working with their offseason. But I picked Maine a few times last year, and I was disappointed every time. And I like Delaware. I think their defense is really good. Their offense, it's questionable at times, but they have such a strong defense where they can get it done. Very similar to Sam Houston. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a good matchup. But give me Delaware, dude. Something about the FCS that I want to bring up is just the mascot matchups that you get. We've got the Blue Hens versus the Black Bears. Oh. You don't get that in FBS. I know. Another reason the FCS is superior. And, and the logos are also pretty. Don, cool. we have a real playoff. Okay, we have a oh, real playoff. Don't get me don't started. Get me started. On that. It's it's too early for that. It's too early for that. The next one we have is another FCS matchup. <laughs> we have Austin P versus Chattanooga. Chattanooga, and we talked about this in the spring season. Had a weird end to their season. Soft. They uh, they gave soft, up. Soft. They threw in the towel. They said enough is enough. Soft, soft, soft. Very soft. And Austin P. They fought. They they really fought. They they were close in every game. They struggled some. They you think they their fans some. yell "Let's go P." Surely they can't. That's too good not to do. They go "Let's go governors." Yeah, I know governors. Speaking of governors versus governors the, versus the mocks. Oh my god! And just to name Austin P. What if they P. were the Chattanooga Nugas? 
The Chattanooga Noogies. That would be that. What is a mock, dude? Not only the you mascot. Think it's a moccasin. It's got like, like the did, shoe. I think I think we did something on walk. Did we do a? We did uh, a tournament. But I but I posted it with like definitions of what the team names yeah. meant. Yeah, we have to go back and look. Leather moccasin, you say? But even not only just the mascot, the name Austin P. Chattanooga. Just two weird names as well. Governor. Governor. That may be my favorite one. The governors versus the shoes. Hump. Who's your pick? This is 19 versus 20, uh, Thursday night. Uh, Austin P, borderline playoff team in the spring. Chattanooga, Yikes. soft, soft as butter. <laughs> Having said that, give me the Nukes. I'm taking the Nukes here. Uh, you know, Austin P's got quarterback. He was a freshman quarterback this last spring, Draylon Ellis. Uh, he's a good player. He's a good player, but. You know, Austin P was very, very undisciplined from the games that I saw. And, I, and, you know, this is coming from a guy that I watched as much FCS football as, as probably everyone but Sam Herter this year. And and I guess Craig Haley. He's not my favorite. Hmm. But um, I, I like what I saw out of Chattanooga other than their weird end. I, I believe, and you're, you're not going to like that I'm saying this, but I think that Chattanooga could have gotten in from the SOCON over VMI. Oh, I know. That, I know that hurts heart. to say. I know that hurts to say, but Chattanooga, good football team. I think they're going to be good uh, this season. And, uh, you know, if they if they were gearing up for the fall in the spring, Let's 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 put let's put your money where your mouth is. So uh, give me the box. Yeah, I was about to say you did all of that just so you could prepare for the fall season. You better you be better working. be ready. You so, better be ready. I'm picking Chattanooga as well. The leather shoes over the governors. We watched a lot of Austin P games. Surprisingly for me, I, I didn't watch a lot compared to Hump, but I was paying attention just so I can get my knowledge in of the scores and the games and the players. But Austin P man. They kind of struggled. They looked very lackluster. And Chattanooga, they looked really good until the last game where they, they gave up. They were ranked, weren't they? They were pretty highly ranked before they, that last game where they gave up. I mean, to my knowledge, they were like 12 or yeah, 11 or something. They, they were playing really good. Playing. It was Okay, no, the reason I remember is because it was looking like a lot of uh, bracketology predictions had Sam Houston playing Chattanooga in the first round. Yeah, so a crazy end. And they did all that for the fall season. So they, they, they better come out and beat them by 60 or something like that. Give me Chattanooga's leather shoes over the Governors. Next up, we have our first FBS matchup versus FBS. Boise State at the former, former national champions, UCF. <laughs> yeah, we've got something in common with UCF, baby. Yeah. National champs. Boise State, always successful. They always seem to win it. But they lost in the championship to San Jose State last year versus UCF, who was a kind of struggled since their undefeated run. But they're still UCF. They got really cool jerseys. They're the Golden Knights. Versus the Blue Horses. Pump, who are you taking? Well, this is a battle of great uniforms. Two of the, I think, the best uniforms in college football. You know, Boise State over the last 15 years has been one of the winningest programs in the country. Uh, the fighting Kellen Moores. Shout out Dallas Cowboys offensive coordinator. You've got one more chance. Mark my words. <laughs> um, UCF, you know, they lost quarterback McKenzie Milton. Uh, I believe he's at Florida State now, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken. Uh, you know, the way I look at this, Dalton, is no blue field, no Boise win. Oh. So give me, give me the Golden Knights, okay? Not the blue Broncos. Give me the Golden Knights. I hope they wear their space oh, uniforms. My. I was going to say. Gla- the space gladiators or whatever it is. The uh, the Space Force. The Space Force. That's what it was. They're awesome. They 
They would go 13-0 in those uniforms, I'm just telling you. But yeah, give me give me the Golden Knights in this one. Uh, I think it'll be a good old-fashioned shootout. Uh, I don't expect a lot of defense in this one. Uh, but they're both unranked, but these are two teams that I could see finishing both ranked. Yeah, it seems like Boise State at the end of every season always ends at like 24, 20, 25. <laughs> 23, yeah. Yeah, it <laughs> ends up there. But I was going to say UCF space uniforms are probably the, my favorite ones I've ever Incredible. seen. Incredible. You know, may, not counting Army Navies when they get all the airbrush on their helmets. Those are the coolest. But the space uniforms, I love it. And I don't know if you've seen the videos on Twitter when UCF was packed, but going through the locker room or going like down through the, the tunnel – you can see the walls shaking because they do this thing where they all start jumping and the walls in the locker room are shaking and moving. I mean, that's crazy. And I know that UCF is going to be bumping. It's going to be wild. Everyone's going to be there. But Boise State is still Boise State. They win all the time. I think last year, I don't know. They, the San Jose State looked really good. They obviously got the win 45-14 to last week. But Boise State is the standard for your group of five team. Man, they're going to win this game. Let, let's be real. Okay. Boise State is right. strong. Another, another difference. I yeah. like it. They, uh, they, always, they always ended up ranking 25-24 for a reason. They always end up winning their conference for a reason because they are like that. UCF is good, but give me Boise State. Next up, we have Louisiana Lafayette versus Texas. They finally named a starting quarterback at the University of Texas. And you nailed it. Oh, my goodness. Look at me with the right call. Hudson Card has been named the quarterback. First of all, Casey Thompson. That, I'm surprised. That's I, a shame. I'm surprised, and I'm not. I'm not questioning how good Hudson Card is because I know coming out of Lake Travis, the dude's a stud. But I'm surprised. Mm-hmm. Casey Thompson had one of the best bowl performances. Uh, you know, I won't say ever because it wasn't you know like the Rose Bowl or something like that. But statistically speaking, ever. Yeah. I mean, the dude was lighting it up. But Hudson Card hasn't played a hasn't really played a significant game yet. This will be his first start. How many games has he gotten in? Do you know? I think like two or three. But but enough to keep his red shirt. Yeah. Okay. And it was wash time, so it didn't really count. But uh, you've been high on Louisiana Lafayette, so huh? This might be a tough one for you. Who are you taking? Well, it's not a tough one for me because obviously we know where my loyalty stands, and I am picking the Longhorns. But what I do want to say is, you know, Louisiana Lafayette, no slouch, no slouch. They beat. They beat Iowa State last year pretty handily, and I think people forget that. Um, and, and we're talking about Iowa State, you know, being a national championship sleeper team here. I mean, so I definitely think the Raging Cajuns, which great name, that's an FCS worthy name. Oh yeah, Raging Cajuns. Uh, I think they're going to compete. I, I think they're going to compete, but I, I also think that the new Texas Longhorns, and I say new because got a new leader at the helm. Got so, old old Sarky Sark. Are you at, saying at, that Texas is back? <laughs> you set me up there that was good that was good i'm not saying texas is back but i am saying texas is going to be Louisiana lafayette give me the horns horns by 90 best uniforms in college football market yeah hump uh we've heard it in practice coach Merck, coach barnes they didn't like our big 12 prediction with texas winning oh, you'd have thought you'd have thought that we said that the sky was green the way that they looked at us the day the day after we posted this and we were at practice. Yeah, Coach Barnes. You should have heard the slander we got. He specifically said whatever we're smoking right now in the podcast room, he wants to be on for us picking Texas. That's, Crazy. That's that's, uh, that's a statement right there. But you forget who's the new head coach, a, a national championship winning offensive coordinator with an offensive strong team. Lincoln Riley's never won a national championship. Okay, whatever. But Steve Sarkeesian's that guy. He's that guy. Hudson Card could be that guy. 
We hope he's that guy. B. John, B. John Robinson, Robinson is that, that guy. guy. Exactly. The receiving core is good. Their defense is good. They did lose a lot of people to the draft or, or to the senior year graduation. Huntsville but, native Tavondre Sweat oh, is yeah. that guy. Yeah. I rem- I'll never forget. We uh, we were at a game watching him because, of course, they play at Bowser <laughs> Stadium. He was throwing people around. Dude. And allegedly, uh, a week before, Tom Herman flew down on helicopter to Huntsville to watch the game. That's crazy That's stuff. That's pretty cool. He's massive now, Tavondre Sweat. Where's so, Tom Herman at? He's a offensive analyst for the Falcons, I think. Okay. He's a, okay. he he's an analyst for an NFL team, you know, kind of lower the the totem pole, maybe working his way up. We don't know yet. He maybe, gets some cool gear out of it though. Yeah. I mean, maybe, he's, he's maybe he'll cool come back. Shoes. But uh, he had to take some time off. It looks like we we were really. I really thought he was going to be head coach. Somewhere. It's hard to be the long term coach, man. The expectations are so high, um, and obviously you can't build Rome in a day. Uh, but at Texas, you know, you've got the resources, you've got the recruiting capabilities. You've got to win. You got to beat Oklahoma at least, you and they got Oklahoma. one, but they, they the consistency wasn't there. Dalton, it doesn't matter if you it, it, Oklahoma doesn't matter if you don't beat Louisiana Lafayette. So yeah. this is a must win for Texas. Yeah, I'm going Texas. Look, we both picked the Big Twelve to or Texas to win the Big Twelve. They got to start here. Hudson Card, he's got to look really good, but. I've heard both quarterbacks are playing, so we will uh, see Casey. Too. We I will see too. Casey Thompson. We will see Hudson Card. Whoever has a strong hand will keep playing. I'm excited. I think Texas is in good shape, and they're going to be uh, they're going to be competitive moving forward. Next up, we have North Carolina A and T at Furman. Another FCS matchup. Furman, a little wishy washy in the FCS season. North Carolina A and T, they're strong, and they they uh, got a really good running back in the helm. Hump, who you taking? Man, another another intriguing FCS matchup here. You know, North Carolina A&T did not play this spring. Furman, the Paladins, which great FCS names, by the mm-hmm. way. Um, they looked good at times. They looked very overwhelmingly disappointing at times. So, I don't know. This is tough. Uh, North Carolina A&T, it's their first year in the Big South. They've made their move to the Big South. They've got possibly the best running back in all of FCS in Jermaine Martin. Uh, you know, he didn't declare for the draft. He he, can't, he decided to come back for one more year at North Carolina A&T. And for that reason, I'm taking the Aggies. I'm taking North Carolina A&T in this one. I love, I, I, I love what they're doing, you know, with that program. This is the first year that they're going to accept uh, or be willing to accept a playoff bid. You know, they usually win the Celebration Bowl, which is a uh, – Miak and Swack uh, championship, uh, which is a cool deal, but I think North Carolina A&T probably got tired of hearing, you know, ah, you know, you should play in the playoffs, you guys will do fine, blah blah blah, and they're gonna try it out. So we'll see if North Carolina A&T is a playoff team this year, and to get that ball rolling, they are going to beat Furman. Yeah, I'm going with the Aggies as well. I'm all about stories. This is their first time trying to get in the FCS. You know, I say they were, but this is the real FCS now. You're you're playing for something. Uh, I think they look really good. Like you said, the running back is phenomenal. He could have went to the draft, decided not to. And look, here's a simple thing too: they did not play in the spring, and Furman did, and that's a huge question. They're gonna, they're hungry. They want to play. They've been waiting for so long, watching everybody else play. They're gonna come out flying around. I think they're gonna get the win. Furman is a little wishy-washy, so we don't know what Furman team is coming out to play, but. You never know, but I'm going with North Carolina A&T Hump. We're we're getting a little too uh, the same picks here. We gotta <laughs> let's switch it up a little bit. Of course, next up, Tarleton at SFA. You know how I feel about SFA. 
Uh, I'm high on them, even though they're our rival, and uh, you know we don't wear purple around here. But SFA is a growing team, Coach Carthel. Then you have Tarleton, a brand new team that in the FCS they they want to. This is their first full season, right? Uh, in FCS, their first, first actual full fall. FCS schedule. Yes. So they're playing SFA Hump, and we watched the first game, Tarleton versus McNeese, and they held it to the wire. It was a close game. They got a nice team. Who are you taking? Well, Dalton, uh, I like what Tarleton's doing. Uh, two years ago, they put the uh, they put the smackdown on our friends at SFA, which I was thrilled about. Uh, but you know. Coming out of Stephenville, Tarleton, new Division One school, new conference, new whack opponents. Um, I don't know, Dalton. I, I think that SFA. It, it's really important for them to get the ball rolling um, quickly. I think that they need to win these games against the Tarletons, the Dixie States, the Lamars, uh, if they want to have a chance against the Sam Houston's, Jacksonville States, and Central Arkansas. So for that reason, I am going to take Colby Carthel and the SFA Lumberjacks. It hurts me to say that's like picking Oklahoma in my mind, mm. but I am going to do it. Uh, a purple team will win this one. Oh, I mean, there you go. Take, hot take. Purple team will win this one. But uh, give me give me the Lumberjacks. Texans versus the Lumberjacks. Yeah, that's an FBS-style matchup there. No, no interesting names. The Battle of the Purple. I wonder what, uh, what, are what uniform contests we're going to be. It might be a little confusing for people. Purple versus white or white versus purple? Oh, bro. Uh. You know how I feel about SFA. I'm high on them. I think... Uh, I feel like borderline, you're, a, you're, you're like a closet uh-oh. SFA fan. Am I, am I a weird. secret agent? It's weird. Look, imagine this. You SF- also picked Texas A&M to go to the national championship, so anything and you say... And the Cowboys won the Super Bowl. Anything you say, I don't really respect. So, <laughs> <laughs> Look, this is what I want. I want us and SFA to go undefeated until the Piney Woods game, and now we're talking about a big matchup. That's going to be really exciting. Uh, I really like SFA. I, they've been recruiting well. I like how Coach Carthel, what he does, how he does things. Uh, of course, I hate purple and I hate SFA, but uh, I think they're going to win this game, and uh, hopefully, we build up to a really fun Piney Wood games. Two teams that haven't lost yet, and uh, it'll really add to the story of the rivalry and uh, who we're facing, who we are. So it's going to be a fun one. I think Tarleton still has a ways to go. They're still a new program, but uh, they hung with McNeese, and McNeese is a storied program in FCS. But uh, I think SFA gets to win here in the battle of the purples. The Lumberjacks will get the win. Double people eaters. <laughs> Next up, we have Indiana at Iowa. Indiana Ooh, had a uh, Big Ten run action. They had a nice season last year. A little surprise to everybody. And then you have Iowa, the, the team that always surprises people and shuts people out. Tight end University. Who are you going here? Is Indiana going to continue the dream or is Iowa going to stomp their dreams out? Over under 400 yards passing total in this game. Man, I don't know because Iowa likes to run the ball. They both like. I mean, this is this is ground and pound central. I mean, if they're not throwing, if I was not throwing to a tight end, I don't know that they have receivers on the roster. <laughs> this is going to be a good old fashioned Big Ten matchup. What's up with the Big Ten rocking out the conference games to start the season? They want to start hot because uh, a lot of people are a little disappointed in the Big Ten. I uh, I like it. It's it's bold. It's bold, but I like it. Um, Iowa. Indiana. Indiana had a dream season uh, last fall. Dalton doesn't think they can do it. I don't know if they can do it either. So give me the Hawkeyes in this one, the fighting TJ Hawkinsons, the fighting George Kittles. Ooh. I'm still I'm, I know I'm still in your material, Mr. Tight End, but give me give me give me the give me the Iowa Hawkeyes. You know, they're the they're the uh kind of the uh, prototype line the ball up, tell the defense where you're running it and still run it there. Uh you know, they're corn fed. They're 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 I formation, just strong, big old linemen, and I think that's going to be enough in this one. I think that Indiana, I like their quarterback, uh, Penix. Is that Penix? I think so. Basketball school. 
Give me uh, Indiana in this one. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a low scoring affair though. Yeah, give me the Hawkeyes as well. Me and Coach Merck, man, I keep mentioning Coach Merck. I gotta chill out with all that. I'm trying to get some brownie points here. We uh, we're big fullbacks guys. Uh, I I always say I'm a fullback. He agrees with me. Any chance he gets to throw me in as fullback, he will. And we like we like fullbacks. And uh, this is tight end you, but this is also it's up there with the Wisconsin's in fullback you. They run a lot of weird formations, eye formation, two tight ends, three tight ends, uh, tight end and a fullback, two fullbacks. And like you said, ground and pound, corn fed. They're going to run the ball in your face, and I love that style of offense. A little old school, a little blocking here and then. You know what? They're going to throw it up once in a while to the receivers, to the tight end, but uh, most of the time they're just running you over, and I like that. I like tight end you. I got to stick with them for the boys, for the tight ends. But don't sleep on Indiana. I did say that I don't think they're going to repeat what they did last year, but they're still coming off of a good season. They're going to have some high hope, a chip on their shoulder. You never know. But I'm going with Iowa. They're going to run their face off. They're going to run for 500 yards, run a couple people over. And uh, speaking of rocking stadiums, I think Iowa will be rocking as well. They're a great school to go to to watch. Uh, they they do the wave, right, where they wave to the hospital. That's that, Iowa. That is pretty – that's a cool tradition. Really cool thing. Hopefully we get to see that again uh, if it's a night game. I don't know what time it's at, but uh, it's going to be a really fun, exciting game. Don how about all stadiums? You know, you got to figure they're, they're going to be, for the most part, at max capacity – I think fans are going to be really great this fall. I'm a little worried because, you you know, in the West, there's still a lot of COVID things going on. The UCLA game was not very packed because of California's really strict. But I think in the South, the South is going to be rocking. All the Texas schools, all the Louisianas, I think they're going to be packed because, uh, you know, the rules are a little different down here. They're okay rule on Saturday versus Louisiana Lafayette will be rocking. Yeah, I know. Kyle any- Field versus Kent State this weekend. Oh. Is gonna be rocked. Aggies by a hundred million on that one. I would, I would take the over. I think any game in the South and North is gonna be packed. East and West a little questionable, but I know fans are gonna be there if they can, and they're gonna be rocking and cheering because college football is back, and we're all excited. Last two games, the big main, the co-main events of the evening. The first one, not so much as the last one, but it's still an interesting matchup. Alabama versus Miami. I picked De'Aaron King to be the Heisman. We both said this might be an off season for Alabama, but. It's Alabama. You can't. You can never bet against them. We both had them in the playoffs, but Miami. You know, one year they're really good, one year they fall off. But De'Aaron King's back. He's ready to roll. Is their defense going to be able to handle Alabama and Bryce Young, starting quarterback for them? Hump, are you going with the the easy answer? You're going to switch it up a little bit, Dalton. If I asked you what the uh, how, how many how many points Alabama was favored by in this one, what would be your guess? Man, it's probably high. It's Alabama. They just won the national championship. I would say 20 seems a little high, but 20? Okay, that's a much better guess than I was thinking. So when I first tried to guess it, I was thinking like 9 or 10. Because Miami is the 14th ranked team in the country. 18 and a half. Oh, so pretty good guess, Dalton. But man. 18 and a half points. Give me, give me Miami in that sense that they will cover and not get beat by more than 18 and a half. Uh, but give me Bama to win this game. I, I think that... I'm not bet- I'm not betting against Nick Saban in the first game of the season because he probably knows Derek King better than Derek King knows himself. Uh, that's sh- I mean Nick Saban is is he's a robot and and I don't I don't see any way Alabama loses this game. But I, I do think that Miami will make it closer than people are thinking. They do have Derek King. I love him. Uh, he's definitely a guy that I could see winning the Heisman. He was your Heisman pick. I said that an ACC quarterback will win it this year. I stand by that. Uh, and so give me give me the Crimson Tide. Give me Miami to make it a close one. So Ryan Humphreys, uh, I've had a weird offseason. You know, 
and we've done some early pick-ons. We've done some predictions. I picked the Dallas Cowboys to win the Super Bowl, right? I picked the Chargers to go to the AFC Championship. I picked Texas A&M to, to go to the National Championship. One of these days, all that's going to catch up with you, and it, and it won't work out. Do, do I continue this streak of hot takes? I picked Justin Herbert to win MVP. I'm going crazy. <laughs> if I had to pick one game out of this 10-game lineup for you to completely go against what I said, I definitely would have picked this one. Now look, I picked the Eric Kingdom and the Heisman. How do you win a Heisman? you got to have some good games against some Heisman good opponents. Good opponents. I'm picking Miami. <laughs> I'm picking Miami. Look. Now, here's my problem. Here's my problem with picking Miami. I would say, like, look, it's the first game. There's going to be a lot of errors. There's going to be a lot of mistakes. Alabama doesn't do mistakes. They don't do errors. Nick Saban knows what he's doing. He's been coaching for a little bit. He's won a couple of awards here and there. But, man, the juice. The juice of Miami. It's a neutral site game, so they're not playing anywhere. And they're not playing at home. But, man, I'm just something. something's telling me. When, when Notre Dame played Clemson, one of my finest moments, and I picked Notre Dame to win. Is that your Heisman moment? It might be. Is that your that was one of my, I don't know if I've had a walk-on radio Heisman moment It was yet. one of them. I picked Hudson Carter to be starting quarterback. I'm just hitting things right so far. Dear King, he's got to have his highlight game. Is it week one against Alabama? It might be. We both said we don't know how we feel about Alabama this year, and it's hard to vote against them, but am I on the Bryce Young train? I don't know. I wasn't on the Mac Jones train. Look at me now, a fool. He's possibly a starting quarterback for the Patriots this year. But Bryce Young, he looks like a child. Derek King is going to run around and go crazy. Give me the Hurricanes. Give me the Fighting, the Rocks. Who's going to bet against Dwayne the Rock Johnson? The you. Not me. The Fighting, Ed Reeds. The Fighting, everybody else. Michael Irvin. Fighting, Jeremy Shockey. Ooh, didn't know that one. Damian Lewis. Ray Silver, Lewis? Spring, Silver Springs alumni. Nah, boo. Damian Lewis. Give me the Give me the you. Upset alert. This is how De'Aaron King starts his Heisman campaign. It's time. Alabama, if you win, I'm sorry. I apologize again. This is my second year down. At least I'm going to have a one-game lead on Dalton this week. And finally, the game of the week. We have Georgia versus Clemson. This is a nice matchup. Week one, oh my goodness. ACC versus SEC. Georgia, they want to make that run. I don't know if you saw college game day, but I think three out of the four had Georgia in the final four. Or it was either three, two or three had uh, Georgia in the Final Four. Uh, neither of us did. I'm a big JT Daniels guy. I rode with him last season. You were hating on him. He did his thing at the end of the season and had a great year. And then you have Clemson with the guy, DJ Ungalele, getting the reins at quarterback. I don't know if you saw this, but the backup quarterback for Clemson, and he's got a long name. I, can't, I could not pronounce that one at all. But he tore his ACL. In the summer, in I think June or April, he's fully cleared. He's fully cleared to compete again. He's a second-string quarterback. He said, Dabo Sweeney said it was a miracle run. But you know what? Whatever. DJ Ungalele is the quarterback, the starter. So big matchup, big main event matchup. Hump, Georgia, Clemson, Bulldogs versus Tigers. Who are you taking? Ladies and gentlemen, this is... That's what I think about that, Dalton. <laughs> it's three versus five. This this is what college football is made for. You know, two different conferences, possibly the best team in each conference, starting off the season with a bang. Number three or number five has to start the season 0-1. Think about that. Oh. That's awesome, Dalton. That's what college football is about. I, I appreciate Georgia. I appreciate Clemson for scheduling this game. 
Uh, and it's going to be a good one. I'm excited. I'm glad that we play on Thursday because we'll get to get to fully watch this one. So it'll be a good one. Dalton, you know who I'm going. I'm picking my boys. I picked them to win the national championship. I've got to stick with Dabo Sweeney. I've got to stick with my Heisman Trophy candidate, DJ Ungalele. I can't spell his name, but I can spell Clemson. Clemson's winning this one. Georgia, going to have a big year. Could win the SEC. They will not beat the Clemson Tigers this weekend. Now, Hump, you know, we already did our, our Google Docs pick them, so I can't change my answer. Right now, I would have. But I already had one hot take. I ride JT Daniels. I'm riding him to the moon, <laughs> right? So why would I not take him? Why would I not take the Georgia Bulldogs? You know, he, I've supported him. I'm the only one that's ever believed in him. Just like Bo Nix, JT Daniels is my guy. But it's already been submitted. It's already been locked in. I took Clemson. I'm so sorry, JT. I did this to you. You're my guy. But you got to take the safe pick here. I've already picked Miami, and I can't let you get too much of a lead if, if the craziness happens. So I'm going with Clemson, DJ Ungalele. He's a great quarterback. He looks good. Clemson is Clemson. That's just like Alabama. Clemson is going to be the new Alabama coming up in a few years. They're already winning so many championships. Georgia needs this win, though. If they want to compete in the SEC, if they want to make this run that everyone thinks they are, they have to win this game. JT Daniels has to show out and do his thing. But it's Clemson, just like we're going to see Clemson-Alabama probably in the national championship like we do every year. It's going to happen. What a cool main event, though, for this week, Georgia at Clemson. But give me the Tigers in this one. In a sh- it's a shame. I should have picked JT Daniels, but I got to take, take the safe pick here, and I'm going with the Tigers. Hump, what a fun episode. We had Rob Hip on the show to talk a little Sam Houston football. We have a game in two days. Very exciting. We got some pick We got some fun football games. Football's back. Our regular schedule's back. Any last words before we finish this episode? It's go time, baby. Walk on radio is in full effect. Uh, we're we're ready for a great year. Pickums, reviews, you know, reactions, fantasy football, all that. Uh, in the coming in the coming days, maybe a week or two. Again, we've got big news coming. Big news oh, coming. Walk on coming. radio. It's official. It's official. Last week when we said it, I guess it wasn't legally official. Yeah. But it's legally official, ladies and gentlemen. Just wait and see. You're giving a little too many hints now. Ooh, come on. <laughs> Walk on radio, baby. Here we go. Well, next episode, hopefully we have some good news you for you. But we're going to watch. Buy a Walk on Radio hat. Of course. Got, $20. Got to throw that in there. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. If you want to have DM us, of course, either on Walk on Radio or if you have our private Instagram account, you know, or Twitter accounts, we're everywhere. DM us. We'll talk to you and get something done. Win or loss, we're going to be here talking about football. We're excited, and of course, we will see you next episode. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.